We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... Week 8 in the NFL is here. We're talking DFS over at DraftKings and FanDuel. I'm Adam Zedrick, joined by Ryan Belangi to talk. We got a 13-game main slate on Sunday. Ryan, we talked 10 games last week. Uh, it was an interesting slate. I don't know if I had actually success in the main slate, but I got back all my money. I played Puka in the late slate, and it was I think I was overall up on the day. But, Ryan, how's your week going? I know you won a few thousand on soccer, so as I said last week, let's just use all that money to win some millions in in NFL now. Yeah, same thing for this week. Had a nice (laughs) day yesterday in the soccer streets. Uh, I'm glad you played Puka because NFL went bad for me last week. I had Cup in all all my important lineups. Had a really good start, too, in in some of the higher stakes stuff I played. But, yeah, it went about as badly as possible in the afternoon. don't want to dwell on it too much. This slate, uh, <laughs> I guess you could call it interesting. We're back to 13 games. Uh, you know, we've had teams that we've only had 10 game slates really the last three or four weeks since the buy started. We're back to 13 games and somehow the highest total is like 46. I think there's a couple games with 46 point totals. Uh, the, the Dolphins against the Patriots and the Chiefs against the Broncos. And, you know, neither of those games are all that appealing to stack because, you know, you have the Patriots on one side and the Broncos on one side. And, uh, you know, you can do some things there, but it's tough to find a game that stands out. Um, You know, I was mentioning to you before the show, the last couple years, we'd see a couple 50-point totals per slate. There might be a 54 total even. Um but now, you know, it seems like, I don't know, maybe the offenses are less talented. Uh, a lot of, I don't know, there's some bad teams. Um, so for DFS, I think for me, I might not force like full game stacks. You know, I might not stack four or five players from one game. I mean, you can. We saw last week in that uh, Cleveland-Indianapolis game. That that game had like a 37 total or something, and it, it went nuts. Both right had over 37. <laughs> I mean, yeah, both both teams went over 37. So, you know, 
Of course that could happen. And if you can somehow find the right game, you'd probably get huge leverage because I can, you know, see people kind of not being uh, as committed to stacking as most weeks. Like I'm more looking for just skinny stacks, a quarterback, a wide receiver, and maybe a wide receiver on the other side or a running back. Um, There's a few games that maybe you could do more than that just because of the pricing. But yeah, you know, I wanted to ask you, we, we have 13 games here. Is there one or two that you see that you're like, yeah, okay, I like that one. It's going to go over 50. I think I'll find them as the show moves along. Uh, if you remember last week, I'm, I'm just looking at the scores. I did call it that Giants-Commanders game, and then it, it turned out that win was probably a little worse than we thought it was going to be, so that was 14-7. to seven. But, you know, I did have some uh, Deontay Foreman lineups. Uh, I did call it that, that Bears-Raiders game. The problem was that the Raiders just couldn't keep up with the Bears, which I guess they couldn't keep up with, with our uh, guy uh, – Sorry, Tyson Badgett. Is that his name? That's his name. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders couldn't keep up with Tyson Badgett and Foreman, who had three touchdowns. So I hit one part of that. I just got all the other parts incorrect. But, yeah, I think, I mean, you look at the that Browns-Colts game, I don't even know if, we, like, how can you see that game going 39-38? So many people are, are saying the Browns defense is this, is this one of the best defenses ever, uh, allowing 200 yards a game. Then they're, they're just giving up tons of, tons of long plays to Gardner Minshew. And I think to an extent, maybe we could have seen that with Bill's Patriots. I know the Patriots offense was bad, but the Bill's defense has so many injuries. Maybe you want to look at like some of these defenses with injuries that are, you know, already mediocre kind of thing. I think that's kind of one thing that you want to look at, but in terms of something that stands out on this one, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll fade Chiefs Broncos. We saw the last time they played; it was nineteen eight, is a couple weeks ago. Now the Broncos are at home, and I think after those first four or five weeks, the Broncos defense actually looks okay, better than you know worst worst defense in the league kind of a thing. So I think as we as we go along, some things will will stand out. But at quarterback, I'll I'll give my my surprise pick to you here. So I plugged in Bryce Young. As my as my cash game quarterback here, he's fifty one hundred. <laughs> uh, they're home against the Texans. They're off a of bye, and the question is: You said before the show you probably have one quarterback in each price range. You got your you got your Mahomes, Hurts, and Jackson, and then go down a little bit, and then go down a little bit, kind of a thing. And I, you know, I fell into Bryce Young, but you can go to. There's a few guys down here if you. If you really want to look at it, like Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter are down here, kind of a thing. But as you'll as you'll mention here shortly, it's expected that Sam Darnold's going to start. He's forty three hundred home against the Bengals, and you know the Shanahan offense plug and play at quarterback. It seems like so. I guess at one point it's like, why would we play someone in the five K range if Sam Darnold starts, kind of a thing? I guess that's uh, that's a question I'll give to you. Yeah. Uh... I don't like having to answer the Sam Darnold question right away, but he's he's 4,300. You know, I'm just seeing right now, if Purdy's out, I do think Darnold would be one of the most popular quarterbacks, especially in cash games. Uh, he's 4,300, and like you mentioned, it's it's one of the best offenses to step in at quarterback. You know, you got McCaffrey, Ayuk, and Kittle. 
I know Debo is out, but at home, you know, he doesn't have to do that much for 4,300 to pay off the price tag. So I'm not opposed to rostering him in cash games. Bryce Young, not sure I'd get there in cash games, but you know, that, that was a game that we'll talk about. I was going to mention that's, that's one of my favorite games on this slate. Actually, uh, you got both teams coming off buys and you got a matchup of the number one pick versus the number two pick. And CJ Stroud's looked really good this year. Bryce Young has looked better of late. Bryce Young is really cheap. Uh, I do like him for tournaments. I actually wrote that game up in my article and mentioned him uh, for tournaments. So, yeah, um, other than that, I think you can spend up this week if you want. Hertz and Lamar, I think, are the are the options just because they have much more rushing upside than Mahomes and, and they're cheaper. Um, I think you could go down to the mid-range. Burrow looks pretty good, actually. Uh, 6K is the cheapest we've seen Burrow priced in, man, it's got to be two years at least. Like, I can't believe he's all the way down to 6K. And now his, his calf is healthy again. And it's actually a pretty good matchup. You know, you, the Niners' defense is tough sometimes, but you have Sam Darnold on the other side. And we also saw Kirk Cousins just light up the San Fran defense on Monday night. I mean, Kirk Cousins looked like Joe Montana. I watched that whole game, and I saw Burrow gets the same matchup with Sam Darnold on the other side. It, it looks like a pretty good spot. And I'm not sure everyone will, you know, see that on the surface and, and think that San Fran's usually sometimes an opponent we try to avoid. But, yeah, I like Burrow because he's really cheap. Dak also for 6,100 looks pretty good based on how the Cowboys offense played against the Chargers. Um, going cheaper than that, I think people are going to play Russ, Adam. And I just never play Russ, but people have been playing him quite a bit in cash this year. And it's kind of been working. You know, he scores 19, 18, 20, 15. Uh, you know, and it's – you'd figure the – you know, like – I don't love the matchup, but no. I think part of the reason he projects well is, uh, you know, they sh- they're probably going to be behind and throwing, and maybe he runs a little and, you know, have to play a little faster for when they're playing from behind. So, like, I, I get it, but it's not something that I'm going to do. I would rather just go down to Sam Darnold. I don't know. Do you have any, any comment on that? I just think we just saw that matchup, and – like we watched that match, that game. It was Sunday night, Thursday night, whatever night it was. It was a night game, and it was his worst performance of the season. He, I think, this is the game that Jerry Judy was called out beforehand, and then Judy, you know, he did whatever ten yards or, or whatever he had in that game. Uh, I just don't know why you would actually like. We just saw this matchup, and we know the Chiefs are probably a top 10 defense. So why would we feel comfortable with Russell Wilson in cash games or even tournaments? I mean, he's, he's probably had his worst two games of the season the last two weeks. I just don't know why you would want to go there when I think that, you know, I mentioned Bryce young, maybe slightly as a joke, maybe slightly not, but I think it's a good matchup. I mean, we'll get a little bit into it, but I just looked up some sack rate numbers. You know, Houston Texans are, number 31 in terms of sack percentages season. So that's, you know, that's a massive boost there for, for Bryce young. But I mean, you still have, you still have other quarterbacks in this range where it's not like, okay, well we have to push Russell Wilson in this range. Cause 
I think that, I mean, I mentioned Ritter, I mentioned Jones, even Kenny Pickett against the Jags. Maybe they haven't been as good as Russell Wilson has been overall this season, but I think just the matchups are better. And I mean, we're, we're playing for matchups here. So. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I'd rather play any of those guys that you mentioned. And then Sam Darnold. Yeah, I know. I, I'd rather play Sam Darnold too. I mean, he saves you an extra thousand. Um, look, I also want, I get also if you're thinking, oh, I never click Sam Darnold, even like for any price, it's just too risky. I think that's fine too. There's other options and you can kind of afford any quarterback you want. If you're depending on which value where, you know, there's some, cheap options at wide receiver and running back, especially tight end. So you can get up to an expensive quarterback if you want. I don't think I will, but I understand it. Would you rather for cash games, would you rather spend up at quarterback and be left with like a 4k, 5k tight end or 3k tight end? Or would you rather want Kelsey and one of these 5k quarterbacks slash Darnold? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, because that's kind of what I, I fell into here. Because I my my dummy lineup here I made before the show it has Kelsey in it, and like if I want a higher price quarterback, I'm gonna have to drop significantly at some other positions. So yeah, so you know I can I can never really argue against Kelsey. I mean, because he can he can win you the whole week, but I don't like that he's. His salary is kind of skyrocketed. I mean, it's it's by it's at a season high, and I mean, I yeah, guess that makes sense because it's he's Pete been, Kelsey season. It's you're Kelsey right. Season. I mean, it, it makes sense, but the salary is all the way up there now. Um, but just in general, no, I think I agree with the strategy. I want to spend up somewhere. I don't know if it will be for Kelsey, but it will be. Yeah, I kind of want to spend up so at other positions. Think, what do you think? Like the point threshold here is for Kelsey. For eighty four hundred, obviously you want as many points as possible. But like, are you fine with twenty five points? Do you are you looking for thirty points? Like, what is the goal here? Man, I think in cash games, you would be okay with twenty five points, right? Just because you're gonna, you're gonna, you're usually gonna crush the position with that many points. Um, on this slate specifically, it's it's gonna depend on how one player does. Uh, and that's Trey McBride because he's going to be massive chalk at 2,800. To be honest, I kind of agree with it. Now that Ertz is out, it's just so cheap for a guy that's actually talented and just going to be out there and they're going to have to throw the ball. So, you know, if McBride somehow scores like 15 or something, you know, 25 from Kelsey might not be enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be but on the other side of that. If, chalk McBride busts that's when like one player such as Kelsey can just win you like it doesn't matter what the rest of your lineup does you're gonna win in cash just because of that one move yeah if McBride busts which I think is I mean he's 2800 for a reason but he's going against the Ravens the Ravens just held the Lions to a single touchdown now they're going against Cardinals I know this is in Arizona so it's it's a different situation they're flying across the country but this is the Cardinals. The Ravens have been solid this season. This is, and it is Trey McBride. So, <laughs> so that's, no, like, I, I hear you. All that's just points. what you have to consider. And, but it's okay. It's the difference is 2,800 and 8,400. So you know, obviously if Kelsey has 15 points or less, you're going to lose kind of a thing. And, it, and then you also have to factor 
you know, if you if you roster Kelsey, you're going to have to fade either the expensive receiver or one of the expensive running backs. So you kind of got to weigh Kelsey against how much you like those guys too. I still had I still have Adam Thielen in my lineup with Kelsey. Who are you talking about? No, I I, I have Thielen in my lineup at the moment too. <laughs> Um, I think Chase is going to be pretty popular. So it's like Tyreek will also be popular, even though he's nine five. Just you know, people always play him. You, you you can afford him, and he has the highest ceiling, and he's been crushing. So you know you got to avoid Chase and Tyreek. And then at running back, I guess we can move on to running back. Um, in the expensive range, Pollard and Kamara look pretty good, and they're both going to be pretty popular. Seventy five hundred, seventy three hundred. Interested to hear your take because I don't necessarily like one doesn't jump out as like oh I like that guy much better. Um, I'll jump I'd, down quickly. I prefer no. I prefer Kamara just because I mean he just had fourteen targets in the last game. Uh, I, I think if yeah, that's think, in if that's in range, I'd rather have that than than Pollard. I think I'm with you. It's a that's one of the best matchups in terms of expected pace and the expected amount of plays on both sides. Uh, so I think for that reason, I'm with you. Um, I'll skip down. Looks like the most popular running back on the slate is going to be Brees Hall. He's 5,900 at the Giants. That is too cheap, I think, for someone with his talent in that type of matchup. So yeah, Brees Hall is the first running back in my lineup. I think, I think that chalk makes sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what, there's other running backs too. What, what do you think? I mean, that, those are the guys I put in my original lineup, Kamara and Brees Hall, just two guys that kind of stood out. Brees has been getting up. His touches have been getting up there, and now he's playing against the Giants. I figure that's – even if that game's low scoring, like he's going to get touches. He's getting targets as well. Uh, so, I mean, and he's only 5,900. The fact that he's 5,900 and – you know, the Pollards, Etienne's up there, even Swift are all a little more expensive. So why not just go down to to Brees, who is who's getting the touches and Delvin Cook is already asking to leave the team, if that says anything about about his status with them. Um, I mean, otherwise, you'd probably want to go down because. Uh, what, yeah, um, there's, I, I guess so I think there's. I did have a question for you. What are your thoughts on Bijan here? After he screwed everyone last week, he's 6K. Now he's going against yeah. the Titans. Usually a pretty good run defense. Yep. So that's a perfect segue into that next range. Um, Taylor, 6,200. Pacheco, 6,100. Bijan, 6K. All three of them uh, project well. Good price. You could play them in cash games. This is one of those situations where it's not like crystal clear. So, and the, the ownership's all going to be similar. So you just play the best play if you think you know it. <laughs> Bijan specifically, I don't know, man. I'm worried. This uh, Everything that comes out of Arthur Smith's mouth is, oof, I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but the guy's kind of a clown. And like, he seems to go out of his way to like, you know, bring up fantasy football implications and like, you know, like trying to be the bad guy in a way. Uh, I, so the selling point here with Bijan is he's got the, he, he got a crazy price drop. I mean, he's 6K. 
Look at uh, he was eight K to start the season. He's never been below seventy two hundred. So he's he's he had got, double he just, digit fantasy points in every game right. too. So this is the reason why he's projecting so well. You know, it makes sense. This guy is so talented, and he's twelve hundred dollars cheaper than he's been all season. Um, you mentioned Titans have a very good run defense, but at least half of Bijan's value comes in the passing game. So if they're not able to run the ball, I almost think that's better. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not rostering Bijan to run for a hundred yards and a touchdown here. He needs to get against the Titans. He need, you know, he needs to catch some passes. Uh, but I do think it's a better matchup than usual because Tannehill is expected to be out. And I mean, I don't know who would start, but if Malik Willis starts, he kind of looks like the worst QB in the league. So it doesn't matter how good your run defense is. If if you're going three and out all the time or, you know, six and out or whatever, by the second half, you're going to get run all over. So I, you know, I get if people are on Bijan. I kind of like Jonathan Taylor. I get the argument for Pacheco too. Pacheco probably has the most touchdown upside. Uh, I don't know. Do you? What's your thoughts on Dijon versus those other guys? Uh, it's tough. He actually fell into my flex spot, and I have zero remaining, so I can't. I, couldn't, I didn't have a question with with Jonathan Taylor or Pacheco. Uh, you know the Taylor and Pacheco situation is interesting Pacheco's pretty much getting there against the Broncos everyone's going to be targeting that matchup as well so maybe Pacheco will probably be more popular though uh, though some of our numbers suggest Bijan will, will be more popular but Jonathan Taylor looks like his touches are getting up what did he have 21 touches four targets in the last game so it looks like he's taken over that backfield but against home against the Saints um not the easiest matchup again pretty difficult matchup 6k for Bijan. it's a dramatic decrease in price and i i like it i, I like it I, I the titans are in a weird spot where maybe not in a weird spot it seems like a lot of their guys are on the market it seems like you know derrick henry is on the trade market they already traded you know their top safety kevin byard he's gone so Maybe we'll get into talking about tight ends and kind of thing because Bayard's gone, because their top safety's gone. But, you know, maybe the absence of their defensive leader, one of their vocal leaders on defense, maybe that makes their defense overall worse. So that's maybe not a massive boost for B. John Robinson, but probably for Janu and Cal Pitts there. Uh, at 6K, if you have room, I guess if, if the question is if you're if you're battling between I don't know Brees, Robinson, Kamara, and you only want two of those guys, then it's then it's another question. If you want Brees or Bijan, kind of a thing. Uh, I don't know if I have a preference. If I'm being honest, I'd probably say Brees just because I don't know why, but just, but uh, I think you have to side with Brees just just because of sort of the. I think the touches are guaranteed Bichon. more. So yeah, right, right. right. Bijan just has more volatility. Yeah, to him. with they have three running backs, and you know Arthur and, Smith. And he could have a mysterious illness thirty minutes before the game, and then he you know gets one carry. So something right. like that. I mean, that was crazy. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I think it's a, it, I think as things stand, you're probably playing three running backs in cash games. Okay. Uh, the guys we mentioned, uh, all in play, and then got to mention McCaffrey too up top for 9,200. Um, you know, is this a spot where they're going to have to? use him even more because of Sam Darnold? Or is this a spot where maybe the offense as a whole is not going to be nearly as good, so it's a downgrade to McCaffrey? Uh, it's tough to say. Um, but, you know, if you're planning on playing $4,300 Sam Darnold, you can get up to McCaffrey. Uh, I don't know that – I don't think I'm leaning that way, but I get the argument. Yeah, personally, that feels like a close, low-scoring game. And McCaffrey's yards per rush haven't really been there in recent games. Granted, that a lot of that is is opponent. But at some point when the Minnesota Vikings have like the best defensive line performance of the season against the 49ers, maybe some of that is due to the 49ers' offensive line. So I think that... Once we get down lower, the opposite range of McCaffrey, there are plenty of guys in the what 5.5 and under that you can consider and feel okay about because, I mean, I guess Madison is here at well, so 5.6K, but I'm, I wouldn't go to Madison. But Gus Edwards is here. He kind of broke out last week against the – actually, no, it was two weeks ago, was it? No, it was last week. Yeah, it was against the Lions. Gus Edwards is 5,500. Ramondre Stevenson, he's – He's getting targets at least, and he's 5,400. Uh, probably not Brian Robinson, but Damian Pierce, a positive matchup against the Panthers, is 5,300. Looks like, it seems like Kareem Hunt could be the main running back for the Browns at 5,200 if Jerome Ford misses out. So there's a few guys just sitting in this range where maybe none of them are overly exciting, but I think a lot of them can be okay options, I guess. And then, I mean, you can go down below 5K, and there's a lot of there's a lot of names down here. Does does any one of these, you know, sub 5 5K, sub 5.5K running back stand out? Yeah, I think that was a good breakdown. I don't know if one stands out necessarily, but I do think most of them are playable in tournaments. There's some merit to all of them. Like, I think Ramondre makes sense with Tyreek or any Dolphins that you want to play. Uh, you mentioned he's been caught six balls last game and five the game before that. I mean, that's fantastic for 5,400. Uh, yeah, the Cleveland situation, it, seemed like, it seems like Ford's going to be out if we get word that Hunt's going to be the main guy. I, I, so I don't really think he would be. kind. I think he would kind of be the same, and Pierre Strong would just take over Ford's role, kind of. So that worries me a little, but... You know, Hunt does have receiving upside, so I don't know. I don't mind it. Uh, yeah, Gus Edwards, there's a script where Gus Edwards is the Raven that smashes in the spot. I mean, it's a great spot for Baltimore. They looked like the the best team in the league almost last week, crushing the Lions. Uh, they shouldn't have a problem with Arizona here. So, yeah, you'd figure one of the running backs should have a pretty good game. Uh, below, yeah, I'm not going to go below that, but I guess it's worth mentioning Daryl Henderson because he's 4,800 and he's the Rams starter. Uh, you know, they, they, they signed him off the couch last week and he had 18 carries and a catch on two targets and scored. 
you know, it's, I don't think it's a very good matchup, but he's cheap, so I, I can see the argument. Yeah, I don't know that one necessarily stands out, but I guess all those guys are fine options. Yeah, I'm still kind of worried about Gus Edwards' upside. I mean, he had an 80-yard reception last week, and that still really wasn't – he. you know, he got to about 21 points uh, in fantasy, and then he's still – they're up the entire game. He still only had 14 carries, 4.6 yards a carry. So it seems like he's still being maxed out at around that 14 to 16 carry range, and it, so far it hasn't seemed like he's going to be a guy that that, I don't know, averages – I don't know, that busts out a long kind of run kind of a thing. I think you're right, actually. I think you're right. Uh, and it, it, especially if this Keaton Mitchell is back, you never know. Like in blowouts, like you said, I don't think they're going to just pound Gus Edwards. You might see Justice Hill. You might see Melvin Gordon. You might see Keaton Mitchell. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, another just just some cheaper options. They're still not that cheap compared to the guys we mentioned, but De Mercado suddenly had more of a role. So he got five targets last week. He got 13 carries. And I mean, I know we mentioned the Ravens and, and Trey McBride a little bit, but you know, anything can happen. We just saw the Browns Colts game, and that game was 39-38. Ravens, yeah. the Ravens just put everything into beating the Lions. Now they travel across the country three different time zones over in Arizona. There's a chance their defense is just terrible here. And maybe De Mercado has, has another, let's say he has another, who cares, 10 carries and five receptions, but you know, he gets a touchdown and he yep. breaks a long one or something and he's 20 plus points. So like, it's not. It's no, not crazy. it's not. No. Uh, yeah. I, I'd have more interest in him than someone like Daryl Henderson for the same price. You're right. He could catch five or six balls the same way Ramondre could. Uh, that's interesting. Right. But I think that is it for running backs. You got anything else? No, I don't okay. have anything else. Yeah, before we get there, we got a message from Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sports book. Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 4th, 11th, February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino reserved today at CircaLasVegas.com. Man, Ryan, my, my 78 million pixel screen was, it was, uh, it was awesome last weekend. I viewed, I put all, all 10 games on it. I'm going to have all 13 games on it uh, this weekend in my, in my mansion of a house, uh, it's just uh, it doesn't take up any. My electricity bill isn't bad at all. It's it's a it's a great addition to my house. So if anyone if anyone's looking to buy a seventy eight million pixel screen, I'd I'd recommend it. Is what I'll say. You got to invite me sometime. <laughs> all right, I'll have you over for uh, that beautiful screen. But uh-huh. I I haven't mentioned if anyone's watching on on YouTube or Twitter, I do have our projected roster ship up. Uh, on DraftKings on the screen, you can find that through our 
Daily Fantasy. Says, project, says, says projected ownership there at the top. <laughs> yeah, projected ownership. It's it's up here. Uh, it's on the screen. Tyreek Hill. He popped up with an injury. Tuesday was it? Tuesday, Wednesday, he popped up with something on the injury report, but I think he got in a limited practice. I think he's going to be fine. You've mentioned him a couple times, so I don't think it's going to be much of a worry here. But Tyreek seems to get there against everyone. He is 9,500, more more expensive than everyone here. Uh, I think we – did we actually talk about this? I don't know if I was on the show for the Pats, uh, Pats Dolphins game earlier in the season, but – I'll bring that one up because Tyreek had five catches on nine targets for 40 yards and a touchdown. One of his worst performances. I think we talked about before that game. It was like, okay, well, maybe we thought a little more of the Patriots at that point. But I mean, this is still this is still Patriots. This is still Bill Belichick, you know, scheming against one of the best receivers in the league. Here, are you going with him in cash games at 9,500? No, I think it's too expensive for, okay. for me. Uh, I get it, though. I mean, look, you can't really argue with those numbers. And, you know, I guess you can afford it if you want to. But, yeah, no, 9500 seems like too much. Um, I don't know how much I read into that first Patriots game, but something. Yeah, it's something. And uh, we just saw Mac Jones beat beat the Bills, right? Uh, I yeah, don't know top 10 quarterback. Top yeah, 10 I, don't know, yeah. I don't know if that's an argument for or against Tyreek. Uh, I just think he's expensive. Uh, like 1,400 more than Chase and 1,500 more than A.J. Brown seems like too much. Uh, so I'll, I, I think you have to answer the question here. Do you want Jamar Chase or do you want A.J. Brown? Uh, yeah, good question. I would. I want Jamar Chase if Sam Darnold starts. If Purdy starts, I don't know. Uh, you know, Brown, I mean, AJ Brown's numbers are crazy. Uh, can you go into your last... reasoning here? Don't you think sure. if, if Sam sure, Darnold, yeah. I know starts, what you're going to say, there's yeah. going to be less points. Uh, yes. Yeah, so like, there's not as good of a chance as it getting in a shootout. So yeah, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. My argument was going to be, I think the Bengals would score more points and probably win and probably have like just more opportunities better field position to score touchdowns. I mean, you know, if like, I don't really see Sam Donald and them dominating like, like Purdy and, and, and the offense could. Um, But yeah, for like ceiling, maybe you'd want Purdy, but like for safety, uh, I feel like I'd want Donald. I don't know. You know, could be wrong. It's just my reasoning. Uh, AJ Brown though. Those last five games, crazy from A.J. Brown, uh, at least 127 yards in five straight. I mean, he just looks unstoppable, too. A lot of those games have been primetime games, and he's looked so good. So, yeah, I think both of those guys are great plays, and you just take your pick of whichever one you want. There's not necessarily a right answer. i personally probably say A.J. Brown, at least in cash games. As you said, the five straight games, he's been – He's been awesome. Uh, Jamar Chase hasn't had back-to-back great games this season. He basically has two great games, two games above 15 points all season. I know, okay, Burrow is injury, so, you know, how much are we going to put into the the first couple games when he had 40 yards against pretty good defenses? But this is a good defense as well. They're, They're in, you know, they're in San Francisco, great defensive line, whereas you don't really have the same issue with A.J. Brown. Okay, there's some 
there's some injury questions, uh, I guess, with Jalen Hurts after the, the last game, but I'm not sure how much you even want to put into that one. Um, okay. I just think the matchup's better, and I just think A.J. Brown has been more consistent. What actually totally, – uh, two, two, no, those are, those are all very valid arguments. The one thing I'll say – one more thing I'll say on the other side is I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to run the ball with Mixon. I think they're going to be forced to pass, and I just have it stuck in my head that – this Niners defense just gave up 378 yards to Kirk Cousins in a same similar spot where they couldn't really run the ball. Um, so, you know, I guess it depends how sharp Burrow is. Sounds uh, like a bounce back spot for the 49ers defense. It could be. You're right. That's that's a narrative, too. No, like A.J. Brown, you know, he's arguably the best receiving play on the slate, you know, price adjusted. So I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. And then we go down a little bit more. I think there's one player. We already mentioned him. He kind of stands out here. Adam Thielen's 6,600. It's, it's kind of funny that he stands out, but that's that's where we're at with the season. I mean, you look at all the players around him. Ayuk is in there. Metcalf, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman, Olave, who's just arrested, Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper. I'm just reading all the names off around 6,600. And Thielen is... I don't know, slam dunk play here. He's he's had at least 13 targets in three of the last four games. I already mentioned the sack percentage for the Texans, so this might be one of the best spots of the season for the Panthers. In addition to the Panthers aren't really tanking here. They have nothing to tank for. Uh, they don't have their first-round pick. So this is a team that's going to want to try and win. So, I mean, why are we not playing Thielen? Are you playing him in in all your tournaments, or you got to fade him and, and hope that he has one of the sub ten point performances? Yeah, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do in tournaments, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, yeah, he's in my lineup right now. Uh, I believe he's wide receiver three on the entire season. Um, you know, it's a bit of a sore subject for me. He's single handedly beating me in best ball. Uh, I believe I have like 1% feeling exposure in best ball, which is just a complete nightmare. Uh, but look at the last three or three out of the last four games. He's had over 30 fantasy points. He has 11 catches in three out of the last four games. These are crazy numbers. Uh, some yeah, people are saying, a, some people are saying Adam Thielen is actually the real Puka Nakua. I mean, he's he or Cooper Cup, the real Cooper Cup. I mean, <laughs> okay, he he's been like that. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good spot for the Panthers, like you said. I think coming off a bye is nice, especially when you have a rookie quarterback coming off a bye is nice. Uh, you know, it all lines up for Thielen. I think this, you know, this is the highest price tag we've 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 never seen him above six k. He's up to six six point six now. I think that will keep some people off of him, especially in tournaments. So, yeah, I think he's a fine tournament play, too, because, no, I don't think he's going to be chalk based on the fact that he's 6,600. You know, Adam Thielen's a guy that people, myself included, unfortunately, didn't want to pay 4K for at the start of the season. Uh, so, you know, and it gets tough. You know, as a, die, yeah. as a diehard yeah. Packers fan, like, of course, you, were, you didn't want to play the former Minnesota Vikings receiver. I get it, okay? We understand diehard Packers fan over here. Uh-huh. Yep. Diehard Packers fan over here. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I like yeah, I don't know. For me, he's still a good play. Uh I know he's getting expensive, 
but you know, sometimes when you're, I've been off feeling for the most part, you know, you're not sure if it's real at the start. Is this a fluke? And then it just keeps happening over and over. Sometimes it's hard to get on board with that when you miss it from the start and his salary just goes up and up and up and up. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good spot. Yeah, it's a pretty good spot. Uh, so I'm in for cash games at the moment. At the moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless, we, you know, you never know, like, if some, you know, some injury or happens Friday or Saturday and some kind of value opens up. But, yeah, I like feeling. Yeah. So we got to figure out these, at least third wide receiver spot or maybe the second wide receiver spot in some cases here. There's Because there's a lot of options. I think I like a lot of the guys in this 5K-ish range. Uh, probably yeah. starting with you got Addison at 5,700. Zay Flowers projects to be popular uh, at 5,600. Nico Collins, 5,500. And you go down a little bit. You got Kendrick Bourne, who's been good the last couple games, uh, going against the Dolphins. He's 4,700. So there's a lot of guys in this range. Even Drake London's 5,100. He's been getting there as well. Um, I used to like Christian Watson a little more, but maybe the Packers fan will tell me differently at 5,100. So there's a lot of guys to like, is I guess is what I'll say. Yeah, even Tank Dell. Uh, sorry, I'm just I'm looking at this guy's question because we have these receivers: Drake London, Jacoby Myers, Tank Dell. Man, that's a really tough question. But I was going to talk about Tank Dell anyways. Not in because, cash games, so would yeah, you? yeah, I would if Robert Woods is out. I, I would. I mean, you're comparing him. He just. I don't know that I would for sure. I just think he's viable. I mean, you're comparing him with Kendrick Bourne for 200 more. Deontay Johnson is the same price. I mean, none of those guys stand out as the obvious option. Josh Downs is the same price. Uh, I think this is a really good spot for Houston too, especially if Woods ends up being out. That's If, if Woods played, I wouldn't use Tank Dell in cash. You're right. And to answer this guy's question, if Woods was out, I'd I'd maybe include Tank Dell as one of those as one of those three. Um, I just anyways, I, I'm just saying personally. <laughs> yeah, I picked, personally. I picked him up in fantasy after I think it was after his 145 yard performance, and then he followed that up with three targets and 16 yards against the Steelers. Uh, that that is kind of fresh in my mind, but I still think even yeah. if Woods is out, like Noah Brown got five targets last week, so I wonder if. Does Noah Brown just go into the Robert Woods role? Well, no, Noah Brown, Noah Brown, that happened with Noah Brown because Tank Dell was out with a concussion. Didn't Tank uh, Dell re- return last week, though? Nope. I don't oh, think never so. mind. He didn't. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that's that's the thing. I mean, Tank Dell's a stud. That's part of it. I mean, this guy, he's looked so good. So. And, like, it's a great matchup for the Houston side, too. Carolina is a great opponent. They 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 are uh, they lead the league in explosive play rate, you know, whatever that is. Explosive allowed? play is allowed. Yeah, 13 or 14%, they lead the league. So, you know, you have Houston coming off a bye, too. Uh, so, yeah, I, li- I, do, I do, would like Tank Dell if Robert Woods is out. Just talking about the rest of the position, Zay Flowers at 5,600. I think he's viable in cash games. Uh, this matchup against Arizona is great for receivers. Their cornerbacks rank as some some of the worst in the league, maybe the worst. Um, so, you know, we've seen, except for Seattle last week, Seattle, 
Yeah, I was going to say we targeted except, we targeted right, them last except week. Except for Seattle last week, all the other receivers have crushed them. And that Seattle game, that Seattle game was weird. I, I don't know. Uh, I like the matchup for Zay Flowers and Baltimore. Um, yeah, let's see who else. I how far? Know. How far down would you go? I guess yeah, for cash games. I know there, I, they, there are some options that I think that you could look at. So Juwan Jennings actually was getting targets because Debo Samuel was out. He's 3,800. Uh, I was personally looking at maybe in some stacks with Bryce Young. DJ Chark is down here at 3,800. Mingo's uh-huh. 3,400. And then also Demario Douglas was getting more looks, more targets last week for the Patriots. He's 3,300. So there are some 4K options that maybe you don't feel great about, but if they're getting targets in games that should produce points, uh, does anyone stand out here in the sub-4K range? No, but I think all the guys you mentioned are good tournament plays. I wrote up Chark and Mingo as well. I, I have some interest there for tournaments. I just think that, that that whole range is probably too risky for cash. Like At the moment, I don't really want to go – below Kendrick Bourne at 4,700. I don't even really want to play him. Like, yeah. that's why I had, like, part of the reason why I was, like, okay with Dell is because nothing feels great cheaper than that. Some other guys that are in play for tournaments, I mean, Michael Gallup has a good projection after he led the Cowboys in targets last week. Uh, <laughs> he should he should have had a much better game, too. Like, it, it it wasn't really his fault either. He got targeted in the end zone a couple times. I know he only caught three of ten targets, but some of that was Dak's fault. Uh, he's he's only 3,400, and the offense played the best that it has played all season last week, so I think that's fine for tournaments. What are your thoughts uh, on five catches from 15 targets for 39 yards? Is that intriguing? So, someone had five catches on 15 targets? That's Michael Gallup the last two games. Mm. Um. Yeah, actually, it is for me for thirty four hundred because I, I think Gallup's a guy with big play upside. You know, they throw him deep balls. We've seen him catch deep touchdowns throughout his career. So for thirty four hundred, I only need like three catches for eighty yards and a touchdown. You know, or so. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. I think he's fine if you're on the Cowboys, and that's that's a game that is probably one of the better stacking options to be honest if you want to play Dak and one of the receivers and run it back with cup or puka uh yeah so i i don't know it's fine yeah i think we got we got receiver covered here <laughs> or at I, least I just, wide receiver yeah yeah i just touch on a couple other i didn't really touch on the mid-range you know people will look at christian kirk if zay jones is out again I I get it. You know, you can kind of tell he's the de facto number one now over Calvin Ridley. So if, if Zay Jones is out, I think Christian Kirk is fine. Uh, I think you mentioned Pickens, him and Deontay are both fine. Jordan Addison is in that range. Uh, He crushed the 49ers on Monday night, 34 fantasy points. I definitely think you could play some Jordan Addison. I think you could play Nico Collins. You know, we just talked about tank Dell Nico Collins is 600 more and he's shown a ceiling already this year, two games of 30 fantasy points or more. I like both those Texans receivers. If, if Woods is out, even if Woods plays. 
Yeah, it seems like Nico Collins has probably been the number one this season, a little safer than, than t- the Tank Dells, than the Robert Woods, even if, as Ryan said, Woods is out. So, uh, yeah, so that's a wide receiver. We talked a little bit about tight ends, and I guess the I mean, we talked about Kelsey a little bit. And, I mean, as I was looking at it, Mark Andrews is 6,400, and he does – he does have the touchdown upside. He has plenty of upside. So I wonder if that's going to be some kind of tournament route, but it's either, you know, Kelsey Andrews, or you go down as usual. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As usual at tight end, why are we looking at the mid-range? Because we can play, you know, other sub-4K guys who are getting targets in good situations. I mentioned the Falcons guys. Uh, You mentioned Trey McBride. So is it just kind of like a situation where if you want to go down, just go down to Trey McBride because he is 2,800? Or is there a reason to, you know, maybe find the extra 1,000 to get up to I don't know, Kyle Pitts or someone like that, whoever else is in that range. I'm going to say not for me this time. <clears throat> Normally I'll try to poke, poke holes in these really cheap tight ends. And you can. And normally I like to, you know, avoid them when they bust with four or five points and try to get double digits out of my tight end and, and win that way. But I'm actually a Trey McBride guy in that I think he's really talented, like good good enough to be a, top starting tight end and I'm a little biased because I have a decent amount in best ball and we've been kind of waiting for Zach Ertz to you know get injured or get benched or whatever it may be um so I would say that I'm more comfortable with McBride in this spot than I've been with other cheap tight ends and there's one more thing he's gonna be so popular that it almost, it doesn't hurt you as much if he scores two points, especially in some of the double ups, you can see him being so, yeah, so popular that a bust isn't going to kill you because he's just going to be in a lot of lineups. Um, Yeah. Going to the top, we talked about Kelsey Andrews is really interesting because that's the same game and McBride is just going to be way more popular. Actually, I don't think anyone's really going to play Andrews because people would rather play Zay Jones. And it's just like, if you're going to play Lamar, Zay Jones, Trey McBride, just lines up great. I got to say, I do like that stack, but uh, a lot more leverage would be Mark Andrews. So I I think that's a good tournament play. Like you mentioned. Yeah. The other guys, um, 
Jake Ferguson is expected to be kind of popular. People like that game, and he's only 3,600. I kind of like Dalton Schultz. I'm just going to keep on these Texans. Uh, the same reason I like Nico Collins, the same reason I like Tank Dell. Look at Dalton Schultz. He's scored in three straight games, getting targets. Nobody's going to play him. So I like Dalton Schultz. You mentioned uh, the Falcons tight ends. I think you could take a shot on them. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the position for me right now. What do you think? If you had Stroud, what like what are the receiving options you actually want to play? Would it be Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz? I think I would double stack Stroud, yeah. So it would be Stroud plus one of the receivers plus Dalton Schultz. But okay. So I, th- I, I go back and forth on this all the time. So there's two ways to look at it. Like Dalton Schultz is going to be a massive leverage on Trey McBride. So, you know, if you can get like 15, 18 points from Schultz and like five for McBride, that's just massive. But sometimes they're going to like score the same points. What if they both score 15 points? So I don't want to like get married to double stacks, but yeah, I like one of the receivers and Schultz or just one of the receivers because um, Stroud is up to 6,300. So, you know, he needs to score more than Bryce Young needs to score. Uh, being that Young is only 5,100. So, you know, you're probably going to need three touchdown passes from Stroud, and who are they going to go to? Uh, Damian yeah, Pierce. I, yeah, I've tried that, man. He he just – he's allergic to the end zone, Damian Pierce. Uh, he's been stuffed at the goal line plenty of times. And also Singletary is now getting more work. <laughs> I think Pierce actually said he's taken uh... – end zone end zone allergy pills he started over the <laughs> over the break over the buy so uh, so i think he should be good but we'll see we'll see what that means and i played him two weeks ago when nobody played him uh and i just watched him get stuffed at the goal line three times it was heartbreaking <laughs> so are you playing are you playing more of trey mcbride so this is going to be in tournaments are you playing more trey mcbride or more like a travis kelsey slash mark andrews That's a good question. Again, like my my answer is kind of different this week because I like the cheap tight end more than I normally do. Okay. So like I don't want to I hate to be the guy that's like, "Oh, I might eat some $2800 tight end chalk." You know, you're going to hear people say this week that like Trey McBride is just the ultimate fade in tournaments. And I I can't argue with that at all from a leverage perspective. You do want to fade these tight ends. Uh, but I will have some. I will have some Trey McBride. Yeah, I think my my point of view is, like, if, if we're getting 25, 30 points from Kelsey or more, and maybe I, I mean, trust. Adam, that I won trust, every tournament last week. So. Yeah, I just trust myself that I can fill the rest of my spots with players who aren't going to bust. That's That's kind of what it comes down to. Um, I mean, we have met, there are cheap running backs, there are mid range wide receivers that we like. So I think there are a lot of spots here. Uh, and as long as, is your, right. you know, whatever yeah. 5k quarterback doesn't get sub 10 points, like you're going to be in a good position. Of course you need I Kelsey think, to perform, but I think that's a, also a great route to choose. You really, you just got to avoid, you know, the 35 points from 
Chase or AJ Brown or mm-hmm. you know one of those. But yeah, look what happened last week. The the Kelsey stacks just won everything. Uh, so yeah, we could see that again. Yeah. Cup busted. Cup had like five points. You know, I jammed Cup for you know he was like ninety three hundred or whatever. Kelsey was eight k. Uh, you know that swing was a thousands of dollar swing. So yeah, I know. I think I think Kelsey's a great option this week because people. Yeah, you, you're right. Less people are going to be on Kelsey because they're just going to see Trey McBride and be like, okay, I can do that. Right. And then he'll get five points. Yeah, that's very likely. I mean, they Cardinals do have another tight end that plays too. Swaim has been playing plenty. And, you know, oh, like, Big Jeff. Yep. Oh, nice. And they, they still have, you know, it's not like they have a great offense or anything. So, no. you know, busting is definitely in his range of outcomes. Yep. Uh, defense. What do we got here? What do you, what do we want to talk about? I threw in the Bengals here. If they're playing Sam Darnold, even if they're not playing Sam yes. Darnold, the Bengals are 2,200. They get sacks. Yes. I think that's good enough for me. Yes. Uh, I have the Bengals as well. It's hard not to play the Bengals against Sam Darnold, right? If Brock Purdy starts, I don't think I want to play him. I think they'd be fine, but I think there's another really good option. Uh, they'll, Yes, 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 yes. Because of the quarterback. Um, If if we get Malik Willis starting, even if it's Will Will Levis or, or, um, I mean, the Titans will be starting the worst quarterback of all 30 teams this week. So, assuming Tannehill doesn't go. Shouts to Tyson Badgett. Yeah, yeah. The Tyson, the the Titans will be starting a worse quarterback than Tyson Badgett this week, in my opinion. So, yeah, I like the Falcons quite a bit in in that case. You, yeah, I anyone remember, else stand out for you, or what do you think? I was just gonna say, I remember last week. I think my initial lineup had the Browns in because I had the money, and then I moved off of them, fortunately, because they allowed thirty eight points. And it's just like, okay, that seemed like a slam dunk situation. Best defense going against Gardner Minshew. We laid out his stats as a starter. And, I mean, we have these situations with, okay, the Eagles against the Commanders, Ravens against the Cardinals. We have these teams up here that Chiefs against the Broncos that have, you know, they're they're priced high for a reason. But it almost seems like you kind of need – you either need a massive – six seven set game you need a touchdown or to allow i don't know seven or less fewer points kind right. of thing for those right. defenses to actually right. be worth it yes so yeah that's a good point um and i think cleveland is going always going to have a tough time when pj walker is the quarterback you know no matter same with deshaun would have just deshaun looked so bad last week i mean he was only he only played like half a quarter but it it's tough for me to pay. I don't really ever pay up for a defense if they have a really bad quarterback. It's just tough. You're going to, they're going to be on the field all the time. They're going to be in bad field position. They're going to, you know, and you need to get tired for a while. If you don't have an offense that can ever after a while, if you don't have an offense that can stay on the field. So yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you there. I, I'd rather pay down. I overlooked that the Browns also got a touchdown last week and recovered three fumbles. They, they crushed. It was the first <laughs> time. You know, you, you're saying all that, but yeah, I know. I was, I was annoyed. I, I, I saw somebody tweeted, "Is this? Is it? I think it was the first time in uh, fantasy history that a quarterback put up 30 plus points." against a defense who also put up 20 plus points or something like that you know like both Gardner smashed and brown smashed 
I guess I didn't know what their stats were because I said I moved them out of my lineup, so I didn't actually pay attention to what they actually well, did. Well, you know, Miles Garrett is a freak, and he jumped over the line and blocked a field goal, and, uh, you know, yeah. they got a touch. To, yeah, I mean, anyway. Yeah. All right, that's good for defenses. Let's Let's go back to what we want to do for tournaments here as we end this show. So we talked about we talked about all the positions. We talked about these games a little bit here. Do you have any clear? I think you've um, wrote, written the most of your article already, but that'll be yeah. I'll Saturday. talk about so, okay. Let me run, uh, first. I'll run through a couple tournament defenses just quickly. If people are looking at them, Seahawks at home against PJ Walker, thirty four hundred. Yep, that's a good spot. Uh, Jacksonville, twenty eight hundred against Pittsburgh is okay. Uh, just wanted to mention a couple more, but yeah, what other, what other games? Um, I mentioned, you know, I can, my favorite game, I think is that Texans, uh, man, I thought Panthers I, game. I thought I was going to be different. And I mean, I think that. I, you know, I think every, I think that's kind of what everyone thinks. Like I did not expect to oh, really, well, that sucks. All right. I no, no, I shouldn't there. say everyone. I no. Sorry, that's a bad way to put it. I don't think many people will be on that game, but I think there are people like me and you that are like, oh yeah, that game's sneaky. It just it has a lot of intriguing things about it. I mentioned love both teams coming off buys. Love a matchup of the number one pick versus the number two pick. Uh, you know, there's just there's good cheap options on both sides. So I think New that's offensive a good team. coordinator for the Panthers. Yeah, I don't really care about any of that. I mean <laughs> Um, not in the first game. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to – that's one of those things where I don't want it to, like, sway me, you know? Bryce Young yeah. and Thielen have been good, and this is a good matchup, and that's all really I care about. Right, right. Uh, before we continue with that, someone's mentioning in our comments, apparently Jerome Ford uh, returned to practice pretty much. That note came out 10 minutes ago. Uh, are, are you just kind of fading the Browns' backfield given what's going on here? Last yeah. week it was like play Jerome Ford no matter what. Now it's let's kind of fade him here at Seattle. Yeah, I think it's a worse spot for one. Uh, we liked that spot for Jerome Ford against yeah. the Colts, or I did at least. Um, yeah, no, and I think there's other there's better running backs in that range for sure. If they're both active, there's I, I want no part of that. Right, so, uh, outside, so what? Outside a couple... of Texans and Panthers, yeah, go, yeah. What do you got? Okay, so I think I'm only looking at skinny stacks, like I said. I'm, I'm not going to try to full stack. You know, I'm only playing single-entry tournaments for the most part, and I just don't really think I'm going to full stack any of these games. Um, I That, that's, that uh, Saints-Colts game is supposed to play fast, so I think there's some intriguing options in that game. Obviously, like both running backs, we talked about Kamara and Taylor. Um but I think the Saints pass catchers are interesting. Olave, because no one's gonna really going to play him. And his price is coming down, and he's seen a ton of targets, and we know how good he is. Shahid, nobody's going to play. Same story. Uh, Josh Downs and Pittman, you know, Minshew was on winning lineups last week. Uh, I think that game is okay. Uh, I, I mentioned I like Lamar. I like Lamar stacks with either Zay Flowers and Trey McBride, or maybe you go with Andrews and Hollywood Brown. Um, I like Hertz stacks with anyone. Uh, 
with A.J. Brown, with Devontae Smith, because he's leveraged and his price keeps going down, with Dallas Goddard, who's like the cheap tight end that can smash. Goddard would be more than 4,600 if the slate was made. I believe they played Sunday night or whatever. I think the slate like came out and he had already scored a touchdown and caught a bunch of passes. Um, and then you could run it back with McLaurin, who keeps getting cheaper. He's all the way down to 5,300. Curtis Samuel, too. Although Curtis Samuel's banged up. Maybe Curtis Samuel's out in those Redskins guys, McLaurin and Dotson, become, like, rather playable. So, yeah, I don't mind stacking Hurts. Um, I don't know. You 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 know, I, Dak? I think there's some merit to Dak uh, running it back with one of the Rams patch catchers because no one's going to play Cup and Puka this week. Uh, there's just, you know, Tyreek is there and Jamar Chase is there and AJ Brown and Thielen and those Rams are going to get overlooked. So I don't know. I was encouraged by what I saw from Dak against the Chargers. CeeDee Lamb too. CeeDee Lamb is interesting because he could go overlooked and you just feel like CeeDee's about to explode. I mean, he hasn't had like a monster game yet. He only has one touchdown this year, but you know, he's looked good. He was Opened a ton last week. Caught all seven of his targets for 117. I'm looking at that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? You, you, you Give me something else you like. I think there's a lot of interesting games that can be that can be used for stacks. That, that Rams-Cowboys one is, is interesting because I think that the Rams can score. I forgot the stat I heard earlier this week. It was about like the Cowboys pressure percentage or some kind of some kind of defensive percentage wasn't as good as you think it would be uh, with Micah Parsons in there. And the one thing that Stafford and this Rams offensive line struggles with is, you know, getting pressure on them. So if they're not getting a ton of pressure, uh, that's just going to open up for Stafford, Puka, Cup to to exploit. And then on the other end, as you said, I think the Cowboys can will be fine in terms of scoring. Um, yep. Uh, I'll just throw in that, yeah, the Cowboys are – Leighton Vander Esch is on IR. They don't have uh, Diggs, uh, star cornerback. So, yeah, Parsons is, like, holding that def- defense together, and it's tough. I agree. I think the Rams could score points in that game. Yeah, I think that one is in range. I think it, it, this is it's a long shot that the Patriots can reproduce what they did against the Bills, but I'm not exactly sold on the Dolphins' defense and I mean, we just saw what the Patriots could do. I think it is possible at this one. This game is a little higher scoring than the last time they played, though that is also what the over over under implies as it's 46 and a half, 47. So yeah. it's kind of what the uh, odds makers are saying as well. I'm not going to go out and say Jets Giants. Uh, <laughs> that one would be kind of a stretch. I, I think Steelers Jaguars could could get uh, could be interesting. I, could. I probably I probably won't go there personally. Mm, tough on the Eagles Commanders. You don't really want to look at Falcons Titans thirty five over under just with the quarterback situation that you've been talking about. As we yeah. as we as we've talked, I'm I'm wondering about this Cardinals Ravens game. I w- I was looking into the Ravens defensive numbers a little bit, and they've been they've been impressive this season. So that is worrying. Yeah. But, yeah. As I said earlier, it, it seemed like so 10, 15 years ago, I always I always looked at these Cardinals home games. They had a great they are great in home games. And I always looked at them to bet on them at home and to get upsets kind of a thing. With Kurt Warner? Um I don't Who was it, it back then? Jake Plummer? How far <laughs> back are we going? 
No, that was that was too far. This okay. was what, this was after those years. This is Matt when Liner. They, this is when they weren't even that good. Okay, um, it could have been, been Liner, okay. but. I mean, okay, the Josh Dobbs situation is worrying. The fact that the Ravens' defense has been good is worrying. But you always see it in the NFL. The NFL is is always, you know, week to week. We had this Ravens team. They, they clobbered the Lions. They dominated the Lions for the entire game. I, they're just going to Arizona. Everyone's going to assume, okay, here we go, another 30-10 to 10 win for the, for the Ravens here. But what if the Cardinals make it interesting? What if it is 2020? kind of a thing. And I think you could get, if you want, like, if you want Lamar here, I mean, I'm not saying go with Dobbs, but you can go. I mean, we mentioned DeMarcado, but you can go with some of the receivers. If you're already, maybe you fade McBride and you go with a couple of the receivers kind of a thing. Um, I think that that is an interesting spot because I don't think anyone's going to be playing the Cardinals wide receivers. We're talking about McBride. How many people are going to play McBride and a card, another one of their wide receivers. So those guys aren't going to be popular. Nope. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, I have some interest there. Uh, yeah, I, I should have mentioned the Dolphins game. I think that's fine. I think you can go there if you if you want to run it back with Ramondre or Kendrick Bourne or something like that. Uh, what was there was one more thing I was going to touch on. Um, oh, yeah. Bengals Niners. I think you can go to Bengals Niners. Uh, you know. I don't know. You can go either way, whether it's Darnold or Purdy, but I just think the price tags are appealing on the Bengals side. All their guys are cheaper than we've seen them. And I'll mention one guy that we haven't talked about yet who's just going to go completely overlooked, and that's T. Higgins. Higgins. Yeah, in my opinion, actually a good leverage play on this slate because look at the price tag. He was 6,800, 6,700, 6,800, all the way down to 5,9 now. Um, look, if you believe that T. Higgins is ever going to have another 100-yard, two-touchdown game, I mean, I think he's going to. Uh, why can't that happen here? You know, we just saw Addison do it. They're coming off a bye, too. Higgins had been dealing with a rib injury and something else. I mean, he's he's fully healthy now, I think. I think he's Bengals are another team that are going to benefit from coming off a bye. Uh, so I have some interest there too. Yeah. My initial thought is that that's going to be like a 20 to 17 kind of game, but yeah. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter if you, you can still have eight catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I also think that you can throw into it that the 49ers, the recent schedule, you mentioned the, the Bengals coming off a bye. So the 49ers, they had that physical game against the Browns that they lost. Then it's a a short week already for them because they played Monday. uh, That was in Minnesota, so a short week there. So you could look at it like that and say, well, they have a good defense, but it's been a really difficult schedule. The Bengals are coming off a bye, so maybe this is higher scoring than kind of what everyone thinks. Yep, I agree with all that. And then that's just the the last point I'll make is – as to what kind of why I'm on the single stacks is even if it is like 23 to 20 or whatever, that's okay. You can still mm-hmm. win if you, if you just have a single stack from, from that game and you know, 20 to 17, you know, you can be okay sometimes. So yeah. All right. Before we go, do you like Hollywood Brown or Michael Wilson more or Rondell more? Yeah, that's a good question because no, I've been I've been thinking about that. 
probably Hollywood, but I think because of price, you could make an argument for the other two. Right. Yeah, he's. 50- I don't have a s- strong answer for that one. Yeah, Brown is fifty two hundred. He's been getting more targets, and then Wilson's thirty six hundred, and Rondo Moore is thirty four hundred. Oh, this um, is a Hollywood revenge game, isn't it? Oh, oh, uh, definitely Hollywood. Sorry, that, definitely right? Hollywood. Yeah. Okay, all in. I'm in for that one. I'm in for that. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got. You got anything else here? No, I think we covered it. Here we go. You can find Ryan at Ryan Belangi on Twitter. I am at Roto Zedroik. Again, before we go, rotowire.com slash pod. That is a 48-hour trial. Uh, you're going to need that to get, I don't know, sports betting content, optimizer content, all this stuff up at Rotowire. And then Ryan's DFS article, which, you know, if, if you've been confused by anything we've said today, just check out his article. I think it comes out on Saturdays. Uh I don't know what it gets up to. What is it? 2K words? 2,500 Oh, man. It's usually over 2,500 words, but I'm just (laughs) – I'm lamenting the fact that I recommended to fade Mahomes last week. So I'm still trying to get over that one. I got a little greedy, and I – yeah. Luckily, luckily, as one of our favorite DFS podcasters says, the last week does not matter. Got a little greedy. Sometimes it happens. There you go. Everyone, thank you for watching. Make sure to give a thumbs up on our video. Or if you're listening in podcast form, uh, please give it a star. Please uh, leave a comment as well. Give us a shout if you like the show. Good luck, everyone, with your DFS lineups. Let's win some more money this weekend. Thank you, Ryan. We'll see everyone for week nine next week. Thanks, Adam. Good luck, everybody.